an error code wait. Why is love as a parable needed? Um, I think love as a parable is needed because I feel that most people are like me, have a general knowledge of love, um, but like the intricacy on how to um, effectively give love and uh, receive love. Uh, it's kind of like a, a, a toolbox. So I reach into my toolbox and I grab the tools that I need, which are um, love advocacy that we learn in um, Love is a Parable and use those in my daily life, whether I'm dealing with my kids, whether I'm dealing with my, my co-workers, family members, all of it's uh, important to know how to effectively give and show love. So those things are important to me. I feel like it's paramount. A vision of seeing a world living in unity through love. Oh, you know we had to do it, right? Brother Empowerment. It's been a long time. Helping brothers to break through without breaking. With international viewership. That means that we are getting our message worldwide and nothing can stop us from showing our brothers and their family love. So you know we had to do it right. Come on now. Brother Empowerment. We about to do it. Let's go. We love you guys. Come on. Let's go, let's go. My brother hit my phone. Said, bro, let's go, let's go. We gotta build a home. We gotta build a throne. Somewhere that we can roam. Let's get these brothers up to start to build each other up. It's time for us to level up and power. Yeah, we stepping up higher from the fire that ignited from the heavens up. Now it can't expire because my brother's always checking up. Homie, put your blessings up. Homie, never letting up. Homie said, call me if you need and couldn't believe it. I finally found brothers that's healing. Now I receive it because they invited me to breathe and all of the meaning of the true brotherly love just what i needed man it's such a vibe to build with brothers through the struggles man it's such a high to have them help you through your troubles make you feel alive because as they raise in your spirits you start embracing your fearless you can't deny that you're clearing all the demons from your heart wishing it from the start to any brother that want to step in and be a part because it's easier to do it together than be apart hope to be the beacons of light that can shine in the dark ah. Y'all, we were straight muted that whole time. <laughs> we were straight muted that whole time. And guess what? It's Thursday. <laughs> so it's Brother Empowerment Day. You paraphrase everything. If so you, look, what, go ahead, tell them. If you're new to the show, where you been? You where the hell you, you been? You shouldn't be anywhere else on Thursdays. We got you from 8.30 until just be here on Thursdays, okay? Don't stop playing. Stop, stop playing. Stop, stop playing. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I was like, bro, we're muted. Yeah, he was there slapping my hand away, like, stop, stop. I'm like, bro. Because you know, like, people what? touching me. Like, <laughs> like you, you know that all people don't touch me. And you sitting there touch me. Why are you touching me? <laughs> <laughs> so, bro, how was your week? Man. <laughs> Man, outside of cold, uh, this week, man, has been just busy, man. Work has been picking up, and 
it's just been a lot. So I just really been working. Um, started a new workout at the gym, so I'm also sore as all get out. Um, but it's good though. I'm pushing myself, you know, past my limits. But man, it's just been a lot of reflection, a lot of work, man. Um, you know, it's crazy because it's been so busy that my personal therapist, Delisa, you know, she took off January and February. She said, if you need me, if for yeah, she if you need me for emergency session. You know, call me. We'll set something up. But otherwise, I'm taking January, February off. I need to recharge and regroup. I was like, okay. So, yeah, it's just been, yeah, man, just busy, 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 man. How about you, bro? Um, Well, for starters, well, I'm not even going to lie. Like, I was struggling because those who don't know, we talk about this all the time. Like, I struggle with depression. I, I have depression. Um, And it comes and goes. Like, for people who say that they know, like, I don't, you don't depression is happening it's usually when you coming out you be like oh snap i was depressed now sadness you can identify like it's no problem you can be sad but that's not really depression but man i struggled hard like super hard over the weekend and it began to get a little bit better um i was on um a podcast yesterday almost every week yeah, I've been on a podcast. It's just happening. People are like, let's talk. And all of a sudden, I'm in front of a camera. But anyway, so that was pretty dope. Um, met a new PR person that we'll be working with, doing some partnerships with. So that's pretty dope. Um, and then today is the... You didn't give me a drum roll, so I had to make my own. I don't know what is wrong. Let's <laughs> not. Today is the three-year anniversary of our very first graduation class, which you were in. Yep. Yep. So I'm definitely excited. And what we were talking about um, with Tara is that all of us really are still connected. Like those from that first class still support Love is a Parable, still stay connected. And we were really building something. And all of y'all was just straight idiots. Like, why would y'all follow me? And we wouldn't even know what we're doing. I'm talking about, I'm going to do a beta test. Really? I don't know what high is going to come out, but y'all just trust me. We were the guinea pigs. <laughs> and I got, a, I got a new nickname today, so I got I to gotta bring that up too. Big sister Tara gave me the nickname, The Beginning. I'm, I'm going to just... I'm gonna get a name tag. That's that's appropriate. Yep. It's some of the things I would say right now, but you probably punch me, so I won't say anything yeah, right don't, now. Don't be petty in my, in my moment of joy. Okay, I won't be. <laughs> so why don't we go over to our brother Iconic? Yep. What's up, bro? Iconic. How was your weekend? Your week. What up, brothers? Can y'all hear me? Yeah. Yep. You're, you're not muted anymore. Right. Like we were. Okay, that's great. Because y'all had me confused. I thought my headphones. I just bought these headphones. I was like, man, I might have to return these headphones. Yep, I. Um, you have to return that Wi-Fi you got. What happened? You, you like you, you went slideshow mode for a second, but you're good now. You know that storm coming. Is it is it messing with your signal? All right. There's a storm out on the ocean, and it's moving. This is why I need to move out of Fuquay, man. These storms keep hitting. Every time, every time it rains, like the whole house just shuts down. But anyway, oh, we don't, okay. Yeah, we don't have that problem on the Verena side. <laughs> you good now? He froze again. Never mind. I'm not even gonna say nothing. Well, we'll come back to you, Iconic, while you get that together. We got a guest, Victor. Tell us who you are, because how you say that last name? I'm about to say Huff. Oh. Yeah, I was Huff. Yeah, I didn't know. Yo, like Huff. Good evening. It's Huff, just like Ralph. Huff. R-O-U-G-H. H-O-U-G-H. Okay. But we get it all the time. I get it all the time, all my life. I like Doe better. Let's go with Doe. I've been a hoe. I've been a hoe. I've been a hog, I've been a how, I've been a huge, I've been a hog. Okay. Um, but it is huh. definitely tough. <laughs> oh, all right, okay. okay. Huh. Is, how y'all doing? Man, this, your, man, this is your time to tell the people who you are. <laughs> how y'all doing? <laughs> My name is Victor Huff. I am currently living in Asheville, North Carolina. I'm from a little town called Bethune, South Carolina. Um, 
I have a wife, Shayna, of 14 years, two boys, uh, Victor, little Victor, and Ezra, 11 and 8 years old. Mm -hmm. I am currently a sales account manager for the Ridgecrest Conference Center, and uh, I have a my background is in public health. I worked as a health inspector, um, an environmental health specialist for three and a half years with Buncombe County. And prior to that, I was a communicable de communicable disease public health advisor for the state of North Carolina Department of Health and Human Services. So I've done done a few things and um, met my friend Jay here on TikTok, uh, reached out to me and became friends and just kind of been chilling. And for some reason, he asked me to be on the show. <laughs> I don't know on the way, I don't know no. why. <laughs> no, oh no. Once, you get, once we, the show is over, you will know because we yeah. connected with people. <laughs> That's Just awesome. because he being modest, y'all know how we do. Yeah, y'all know how we do. He over here acting silly. But before we do that, let's go ahead and recognize who we got on, bro. You ready? Yes. Cause he been he acting up over there. <laughs> we got Sean in YouTube land. What's hey, up, Sean. Sean we got my Booski, aka She Hulk, in the building. What's going on? Hey, Booski. <laughs> <laughs> we got Chanel in the building. What's going on, Chanel? Hey, Sora. I guess I got to wait for bro to find his house phone to get a raise back. Don't tell my business publicly. I don't know what it is about her and Iconic. They just be telling business. We can't. We yeah. know. What's up, Lenora? Hey, Lenora. Lenora Forrest, what's going on? We got Tara Henry, a.k.a. Big Sis in the house, a.k.a. The Standard. That's your new name. I'm going to call you The Standard. She already had that. I didn't know. She's the hashtag stuff to stand up. How you not know? know she that. went for like a whole year. <laughs> she must have blocked me. She must have blocked me. That must have been when I wasn't, when I wasn't officially her brother. <laughs> you still not official. No. The paperwork ain't never went through. Nah, emergency pushed through. I told you. Hey, Elijah. What's going on, Ebro? Elijah Goldberg. <laughs> Aww. She talking to We got Tony T in the building. What's going on, What's going on, on bro? Tony? We got Landy in the building. Hey, Landy. V Queen Landy. You know what I'm saying? The realtor. Tara again. We got Rock in the building. What's going on, bro? Hey, how you doing, sir? He says it's in the Matrix. He was talking about iconic. Oh. <laughs> what look? What's look. up, DG McGee? Hello. Yeah. So let me tell y'all about how this man is just a liar. Oh. <laughs> This man is like a TikTok influence. He got almost a million people following. I do. No, no, I do. Why do I TikTok now? I just about I have. I don't know. I think it's forty-five thousand, maybe, maybe. Might as well be a million. I don't know. I have. A, I, I. He's he's looking more so at the likes than he is with the um, than the actual followers. It's okay. Somewhere around there. Forty-two, maybe forty-two point five. I think that's right. Okay, so that's one lie I done corrected. The yeah. other lie is he's a dynamic singer mm -hmm. and an actor who was just in a big old play up there in Asheville. Oh, she was going to downplay stuff. We're not about that here, sir. And the thing that I got a surprise for you, and he's going to sit and come on our show and lie. Yeah. I got a surprise. Are you ready for it now or you want it later? Oh, my gosh. It's up to you. It's your show. Sage Queen, what's hey, going on? Here I am. <laughs> She's like my TikTok mentor. That's oh, <laughs> Y'all got me nervous. Y'all got me nervous. She is how I got started following Sage Queen. God. Oh my yeah. God. Hey, Victor. Hey, what's <laughs> So if y'all are following on any type of social media platform, you'll see her as Sage Queen. But yeah. Connie, tell us, I know her as Connie because we actually grew up together. Yeah. Yep. So we go way back. Um, and she is a TikTok influencer. But tell them a little bit about you, Connie. Yeah. Tell us about the cakes you bake, girl. Yeah. I, I have a cake business. It's called Sweet Situations. So if y'all want to um, order some cakes, let me know. Let me know. Situation. I've been doing that for about twelve years now. So, and do you ship them cakes, Connie? Do you ship the cakes? I want to, but I don't know how to ship them. I'm trying to figure it out. It's it's coming. Shin okay. Augusta, we can go get the cake. Okay. It's coming. Cause, yeah, because if you make the pound of the cake, then I, I'm I'm your man. I'm a customer. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. 
She's been trying to figure that out since 2020, though. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to figure it out. I can connect you with a few who do know how to ship, um, who do sh do shipping, and then we can see if that works. How about okay, that? Well I, well, I can ship like pound cakes, but I don't do cakes like that. That's, that's, all not thing. that's not that's my thing cool. right there. <laughs> I mean, I can make them and I can ship those, but you know, I do I do like extravagant type cakes. So mm -hmm. you, you can't. I, I'll take an extravagant. She said she don't want your boring cake. I'll take. An <laughs> cake. I will I'll make you. I make you a pound cake. <laughs> Thank you. Kind of, it's so boring and dry. It might as well be cornbread, Jiffy. <laughs> No, it's a jiffy loaf. You know what? It's dry. You be sitting there like, who needs water with a piece of cake? Not even milk. You're like, let me get water. <laughs> so kind of, tell them how many you got on. You just did a post talking about you're getting paid off of TikTok, Insta Instagram, and Facebook, or Instagram and TikTok? Not Instagram, but Facebook and TikTok. Because you're such an influencer. She is. <laughs> she is the queen. She is the queen. She Thank is. Everything I good. learned, I learned from Sage Queen. <laughs> and she actually is. She actually is helping us too. But I'd be like, I'm tired. Mm -hmm. But she be she be on it. And me and Victor huff be on it as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, so kind of, you gonna stay with us for a minute so we can have a conversation? Yes, I'm portables here. on here. You ready? I'm here. Yes, I'm ready. Victor, where are you truly surprised? I was truly surprised. Yes. <laughs> Damn. Oh, it's so honored to meet you, Sage Queen. <laughs> so this is your first time meeting her? Yes. I like I watch her. Yes. I watch her on live, you know, watch her lives when she used to do them a lot. And um, just kind of hang out in there with her, but I've never met her. Never met her in person. Oh. Sage Queen, can you put all all your contact stuff in the comments, please, so people know where to find your business and how to okay. follow you? Okay. Thank you. That'd be Let's see excellent. how to do this. Yeah. And by people, I mean me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you ready for the first quotable? I'm ready. <clears throat> you ready, Victor? Yes. Let's get it. I'm gonna read it. Standing in the middle of the road. Oh, no, we did that. We one. did that one last week. We sure did. Let's do another one. <laughs> to listen well is as powerful a means of communication and influence as to talk well. John Marshall. Mm. And yeah, I will agree. I definitely agree. Me too. Yeah. That's a nice way of saying shut up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll just say, I think that you learn way more, even if no matter how eloquent of a speaker you are, I, th I think that you always, when I, most of the time, if not always, you learn way more by listening. Mm -hmm. um, you just, you pick up so much information um, by listening, um, doing more listening than talking at least, in my opinion. I hear that quote and I think about um, people who just want to have someone to listen to them. Mm -hmm. And I, they don't need a whole lot of feedback. They don't need you to try to fix the problem. They don't need you to try to give them suggestions. They just need someone to listen. I've had many conversations with people and just allowing them to talk. They just talk themselves back out of their own situation or mm -hmm. talk themselves to feeling better. So absolutely listening mm -hmm. to listen well is as powerful a means of communication and influence as to talk well. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, Booski said Cordell's nickname should be Pound Cake. He'll be ordering <laughs> every pay period. Not every pay period. But I think that I'll, I, I mean, I'll take that nickname. That's fine by me. I will not call you no Pound Cake. <laughs> I just want to let you know that she call you that. <laughs> Chanel said, listen to retain, not to react. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I like that. She said yes. And I think that um, when we talk about listen, a lot of people need to silence their thoughts too. Mm. Because when you're communicating, they're already forming what they're going to say. And a lot of people don't realize that's a conversation right there. So if you're having a conversation with yourself, there's no way possible that I can get in and people will be like, well, I heard you, but you really didn't hear me. Right. You right. weren't listening to me because they're already forming their opinion, they're forming their thoughts around it. And right. even before, even if they don't react, like some people shut down before they even hear what you're trying to say. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that was a nice way of saying, you know, shut everything down, your thoughts and your mouth. 
What you think, Connie? Sage Queen. I agree. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Chef done made it on. Hey, Chef. What's up, Chef, man? Listen to understand. Don't listen to respond. Yeah. Yeah. Agree. Okay. That's one we warmed up. Y'all ready for the next one? Let's get it. Come on, Connie. Look, she like, what are we doing here? <laughs> <laughs> Keep the ones that heard you when you never said a word. Unknown. Woo! Mm. Okay. <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good okay. one. That's, that's kind of <laughs> deep. When you never said a word, those are real friends right there. Uh -huh. Yeah. It's, um, it just reminds me of conversation that you and I have had where, um, I was thinking the same, <laughs> you know, cause Jay is a person who pays attention to everything. And, um, and it's just like, <clears throat> We were talking stuff, and he'd be like, "Man, this and this and this." And I'd be like, well, "Wait a minute, well, how'd you?" He'd be like, "Man, you didn't see that? You didn't pick up on that?" And I'd be like, "No." He'd be like, "Man, I see everything." And I'd be like, "Yes, I know." But really, the people who pay attention to you, who really care about you, they don't need you to say anything because they just know you, mm -hmm. and that's very that's very powerful. And those are the kind of people that you do want to have around because sometimes mm -hmm. it's too it's too sometimes it's too much to say anything. Mm -hmm. or, or you know and sometimes you don't have the words you know so yeah i think for me this is part of like what i was struggling with even over the weekend and we kind of talked about it is that you get tired of talking sometimes mm -hmm. and you need someone to understand what's not being said because sometimes you don't have the words for stuff like no matter how great of a communicator you assume to be there are moments where you struggle to find the exact words and you need someone to understand what I'm not saying. Mm -hmm. Because you have people that try to treat what you're saying and they try to respond to what you're saying. But what about what you can't say? And so when I struggle to find the words, I'm good at just shutting the hell up. Um, <laughs> and so people are like, well, why are you not talking? It's because I know that one, I'll be judged by my idle words, but for two, it's too much energy to try to explain something that I'm already struggling, um, you know, to really describe. And so sometimes you just need people who hear you when you're not even saying a word. And a lot of people don't understand that. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't need to talk it out. Sometimes you just need a hug or sometimes you just need somebody there to just shut up and just be a presence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Watch a movie with me. Well, don't watch a movie because I don't really watch movies. <laughs> but let's watch something together. Let's, you know, talk about something else. And they don't realize by talking about something else, I'm really talking about this thing. But everybody wants to be your superhero, but they don't really want to be your friend. Yeah. What you got, Victor? I was just going to, I just agree with, um, what did you just say? Um, oh, in the beginning, it's a prime, this, keep the ones that heard you when you never said a word. That is a good definition for a really good friend uh that is how you find your circle right there if you go by this this right here you will find those ones that you want to keep close and the older you get that you know that circle's probably going to get a little smaller but uh i definitely agree there are times where um you know you shouldn't have to say anything that that person just kind of knows what to do they know what to say they know what you need in that moment and then just move from there. You got some kind of she went well, straight for, mode. Well, for me, it's mostly I don't really have friends that know me like that, but I have cousins. Mm -hmm. I guess because we grew up together and we know each other. We know what we're each other is thinking, even though we're not saying anything. But mm -hmm. I don't really have friends like that 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 know me that well. Gotcha. Yeah. Um there's a song. Remember, it came out in the, was it the 90s? The song More Than Words. Um, it, I forgot what's the name of that group. But it was a duet of brothers, white brothers. And they sung this song called um, More Than Words. And it basically is talking about, if I took I love you out of the equation, how would you tell me that you love me? 
And it was such a powerful song that it was like a crossover hit. And that's what a lot of people miss. Like if sometimes words is the easiest way to make a connection and it cheapens the experience. Can you connect with me on a deeper level? And that's why some friendships don't really last because people are so superficial mm-hmm. and they don't really know a person. They only know the words mm-hmm. and they judge and equate people by their words. But sometimes it's like, what about that spiritual connection or that soul felt connection? Some things that we can't even put into words, we can just only feel and experience. Mm-hmm. You all right, Iconic over there? I'm good. I'm stable. OK. You want to do this one or you want to get to the next quote? Well, the only thing I was going to say about this one anyway is I think the only person in this world that this applies to in my circumstance is my mom. Mm-hmm. There's, there's mm-hmm. nobody else. I could just be hanging out with my mom. I don't have to say anything and she already knows everything <laughs> that I'm feeling, everything that I'm, you know, it's crazy. She's literally the only one that has ever, has ever truly, truly embodied this thing. Gotcha. Okay. We got Mrs. Huff on here. Hi, Mrs. Huff. I would never say the other way. (laughs) (laughs) She said, this is to understand, not to respond. She's gotten it, too. Uh, Oh, man. Is it Shayna or Shauna? Shayna. That's a dope name. Yeah. What's going on, Jeff? Yep, to that quote. Yep. (laughs) Keep the real ones close. Agreed. Okay, let's get to the next one. You got it? Sure. A big part of depression oh. is feeling really lonely, even if you're in a room full of a million people. Lily Singh. Ooh. Yeah. That came up weird. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Yeah, I did. Are you going to read the next one? <laughs> Straight term of the Eeyore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, for real, man. Just like Jay was saying, you know, when people talk about depression, you know, people just want to make it out to be like this, the sad, lethargic part, but they don't want to, they don't sometimes acknowledge the part about being like this quote says about that, bro, about being lonely, even in the presence of people, um, mm-hmm. about the, the, the inner experience of depression and being someone who's a, who's experiencing depression, but is functioning. That's what people, you know, they talk about the stereotypical stuff. You see the memes and whatnot, but no, like, the stereo, the um, the functioning person going through depression, you know, they also are experiencing those emotions while doing whatever they're doing or working or whatever, and they can still be as lonely as they're as they are if they were in the desert. Yeah, I'll say this: I've never met anybody who said they knew somebody was about to commit suicide. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Suicide is always, you know, something that you didn't expect. Mm-hmm. And so that lets you know how lonely a person may be in their walk, in their journey. And things, there are several mental illnesses that have no face and you have no way of identifying them. And then because of that, people tend to, like even with me, because I have depression and anxiety and social phobias, but because people don't understand them, they think because they get anxious, they have anxiety, and that's totally different. Yep. You know, they think because they're introvert, that is the same as social phobias, and we like, no, that's not the same. And they downplay it because they feel like it's not that big of a deal. But when a person is near, like I have been near a point where I was about to pass out, like straight, wasn't sure if I was going to live or die because of those things come on so strong. And people have literally minimized them like, well, I have this or I have this or I went through this and I went through that. And it's like it goes back to that other statement. That's why I just kind of shut up because you're not going to understand anyway, because you're going to minimize it or reduce it to something that may be relatable for you. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, I was going to say something. I'm trying to make sure I frame it in the right manner. <laughs> Um, I think this state, this statement, um, comes from, uh, I think a lot of people who are dealing with 
certain issues or different things, they get, you know, in themselves and keep that, keep those things to themselves because they don't feel like they're able to, to talk about them or able to share them because of out of fear or shame and, uh, or guilt of a situation, or it might not even be a specific event or, or something that happened to them, but they're just feeling some type of way and they just don't want to talk about it. And though that they have a lot of people and support, um, keeping all of that in just makes you feel really, really lonely because you just think no one is going to understand. Like it's a lot of depressed men going through because they're going through some some difficult issues. But because society would have uh, men think that they can't be vulnerable enough Mm -hmm. to share and to talk about and be open about certain things that they are facing and that they are dealing with or that they have gone through. They keep all of that those things bottled in and don't talk about it and just drown in depression. Mm -hmm. And so and, and, and there's a lot of lonely people. And do I sound like I've been through that? Yes, I know that from firsthand experience. And, and, and it's not until you start to um, to talk about it. But then, then but then there's the thing. It's hard to find people you can trust to talk to about certain things because mm-hmm. you just know how, you never know how they're going to handle those issues. So then I'm just not here we go. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just not going to say anything. Just, I'm just going to be quiet about it. And so that leads to depression and you just feel really lonely. You can't get it out. And until you meet someone or that come across that one person, that's why I, I am an advocate for people to go and seek out therapy because mm-hmm. that you're number one, you're in a place where if they say anything that you've told them, you're going to have some money. <laughs> you might own part of their practice. You know, they're going to have to keep that confidentiality, but mm-hmm. you have to get those things out or you just fall deeper and deeper and deeper into depression. I agree. You got mm-hmm. something, Connie? No, I agree exactly. But <laughs> I agree with everything he's saying because that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with, with what he was saying. Um, I think for me, like I've gone through certain certain states of depression in my life. And, and it's almost like I don't think people are going to understand. And that's why mm-hmm. I don't speak up. Mm-hmm. It's not even necessarily that I trust or not trust these people some in some circumstances just like even if i speak up you're not going to understand so i'm just going to keep it in mm-hmm. so when that happened to me in my life even though i was around so many people i used to be really really social when i was younger and that's when i was really going through these depressive states and i'd be around so many people and i'm just not talking to anybody mm-hmm. staying to myself kind of sitting in the corner just watching just because because of that feeling, because I felt like nobody was going to understand what I was going through. So I'm just going to sit quiet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let, let's go up. Um, Chanel said, as much as the world like to push independence, we as humans are independent. This pandemic was interdependent. Sorry. This pandemic um, was proof of this, if nothing else. Mm-hmm. Um, Tara said, sometimes it's because one forces themselves into a crowded, into that crowded room. It compounds the depression. Solitude is often necessary. Mm -hmm. Less is imperative. It's not to hide. It's to breathe. Oh, come on. And that's why Tara is one of the people that I do talk to, Mm -hmm. because it's never been a time that she didn't get it. And that's what people need because a lot of people confuse years known with with time invested. Yeah. Just because you've known me all these years don't mean you invested in me. And then there are people like Tara who I've known less than some other people. Four years, five years, I've known Tara. Four or five years, I've known Tara. And she's been invested. Mm-hmm. Where there are some people I have known for 30 plus years and it's just time spent. It is not it's not time invested and we just have 30 years together. Yeah. And I think that that's huge. And this plays a role in why people feel alone. 
Because if they're around people that they have been around for 30 years, that is 30 years of being alone. Mm -hmm. I do want to add one thing to what to what Tara is saying, and I think it's important even for me, and I didn't realize it until I was going through these depressive states. It wasn't until I was okay with being alone that the depression went away. Like it was, I had to, I'm, I had moved out of the area where I knew everybody. I went to a brand new city. I didn't know anybody over there. And I kind of just stayed to myself and did my thing. And for whatever reason, being in that situation made my depression go away. Wow. That's awesome. And for me, I've always accepted, um, I've always accepted a, Kind of like there isn't there is a certain amount of loneliness i'm just going to experience just being me mm -hmm. um when you're programmed a certain way there are people you click with and there are people you don't click with and what i found is that there are people you click with on certain things and it doesn't take it doesn't lessen the value of that relationship it gives you direction of what that relationship is and so some people try to be, you know, things that they just don't have the capacity to be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then and for a lot of us, we just, it, it's rare that you have those true soulmate connections. They're so few far in between where you got people who just get you. So because you go through life kind of alone a lot, that kind of inspired why I said there are people that will walk with you, but few would journey with you. And that's the blessing when you get those who will really take that journey. Um, and for me, I didn't get journeyman until I started Love is a Parable, to be honest. Um, when I started my purpose, that's when I started to really experience journeyman. So I think that that thing, too, when you separate from who you are and who you're expected to be, when you really start being who you are, people will begin to connect with that because that's what they've been waiting on. They wasn't they wasn't waiting on the cookie cutter facade that mm -hmm. we sometimes feel that people need. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was heavy. Thanks, mm -hmm. Cordell. Oh, I didn't choose that one. So <laughs> Okay, let's do it this one. You don't drown, but we did that one. We did this one? Mm-hmm. Yep. Sure Maybe did. we had it twice. You think so? Yeah, I think we did. Okay. Do we have this one? Yep. Yep. Do we have this one? No. Um, okay. Yeah, this is new. Inclusivity means not just we're allowed to be there, but we are valued. I've always said smart teams will do amazing things, but truly diverse teams will do impossible things. Claudia Brind Woody. Wow. That 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 first sentence is is just to me everything. Inclusivity means not just we're allowed to be there, but we are valued. Mm. Here at Love's Repair, all about value-based education. Mm. Everybody yeah. can bring something to the table. Yeah. Everybody. Mm -hmm. uh, everybody has, it you know, goes back to everybody has a strength um, yeah. to add to the table. So, oh, yay, we got this one, this one, this one, this one, this one here, but we only going to use these two people. No. Right. <laughs> everybody has a voice and can make the thing impossible impossible things make yeah yes well, like our brother e said last week everyone's flowers can make a bouquet everyone can paint a picture and have something yeah yeah our brother e, he's, he's not he's not feeling well to, today or this week rather but last week man if y'all haven't watched last week's show go ahead and check that out the brother e dropped some I mean, he's always dropping gems but he dropped a little more this past week he dropped like extra fat ones he was just like yeah y'all take those take those take that take that <laughs> They're like, I may not be here next week. <laughs> yep. Get it in. Get it in. And now look at it. it. Like, I'm going to take a break on y'all this week. I'm going to let y'all marinate on those this week. <laughs> but, AKA, who else coming? <laughs> <laughs> so I think this, this concept is very important, especially right now, right? Like the world is all about DEI. They're trying to say, you know, we're trying to be more inclusive. But when you look at it truly, they're just checking a box. They're not doing that second part. They're not really saying that, you know what, we value your voice. We value your opinion. You're going to be an equal, you know, a, a, an equal uh, um, uh, a person or equal entity in whatever it is that we're talking about. It's just a checkbox. And the reason I say that, I'll give you an example. It just happened last week. 
I had uh, reached out to my kid's principal. I noticed something that happened, and my kids are young. My kids are kindergarten and first grade, and we had already complained about this to the principal before, and clearly they didn't care. So what happened was we were trying to tell them you need to be more inclusive in your in your classes as far as religion is concerned. So I'm not a Christian. I'm a Muslim. So when my kids go to school and they check the box by talking about you know Ramadan, one day followed up by almost a month and a half of Christmas, I can't really say that you're being inclusive. So I had to have a meeting with him and he couldn't understand it. You know, I had to, I had to really sit and talk with him. I'm like, dude, you're just checking a box. You're really not saying that you value any other faith to be taught except Christianity because you're only checking a box one day for you know muslims one day for the jewish faith one day for this but then you spend half the year talking mm -hmm. about christian you know christian concepts um and i was just using that as an example of of something that could just yet yeah, we're just allowed to be there right, right. yeah we're gonna check that box versus no we truly value who you are and your background and your voice and et cetera et cetera I agree a thousand percent because when we do the workshops, when we're invited into DEI spaces, um, we let them know that we're not a DEI organization. We're a value-based organization. Mm -hmm. And to your point, the white counterparts are already in a position of threatened because they may understand that they reap the benefits of a racist society. But what they don't understand is how is it that I'm racist when I have no control over it. And that's when we let them know the problem is not necessarily that you're racist. You just don't value other people's lives and what they bring to the table. Meaning if you have something that if you have something you didn't ask for and it benefits your life, that is a luxury. That is a privilege. Mm -hmm. Now, what you decide to do with that luxury determines where your values lie. Mm -hmm. And so once they make that connection, that's when they're like, Oh, I get it now. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So sometimes people just don't value what it is that you bring to the table. Um, because I hear some people like our family don't celebrate. We don't celebrate Christmas. We don't celebrate um, Valentine's Day and all of that. And because our kids went to the same school, the same behavior is if you don't do what is popular, Oh, the kids got to go sit in the library or something like that. And I'm like, why are they being punished? Because you refuse to be inclusive. Mm -hmm. Or like you would get some people where my, um, it, and I keep, it was Lanila. Lanila was five or six where she was like, you know, we went to a church and they were like, y'all got y'all Christmas tree up? And she was saying, well, according to Malachi 3, we're not supposed to have it up. 3 and 10. And they're like, what you mean you don't have a Christmas tree up? It's about Jesus. And they was like, no, it's nothing about him. And I'm like, why is a grown adult going against a five-year-old child and making a child feel like something wrong about them because you're not disciplined enough to learn what you claim to believe? You know why? Because it's the values. I want to, if you just want to do something, just say you want to do it. Yeah. Don't try to lie. Don't try to make excuses for it. And if you don't care about something, say you just don't care about it. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so we just, have, go ahead. No, no, I'm finished. Sorry, I thought you were done. No, I'm just saying it just, people don't understand how important values are. And I've walked in so many spaces where it was mixed race, but it wasn't diverse. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was going to say, Jay, I also want to add, I feel like sometimes... And this is where it gets confusing. It's almost like when we talk about the white counterparts, right? And we're trying to do this DEI stuff. Sometimes they push back because they feel like if, well, if we value you, then you take away from our value. But it's, right. that doesn't even make sense. Mm -hmm. you, we're exactly. just adding, we're just compounding value, mm -hmm. right? But they don't see it like that. It's like, mm -hmm. if I get, you know, my 15 seconds of fame or whatever you want to call it, then that's 15 seconds away from them. Right. Like yeah. they're losing something. If we gain something, if we're if we're part of the equation then suddenly they're not part of the equation or you lose something from it. And yeah. Yeah. My brother has a quote that I love that he won't let me get. Um, and it says um, equal rights for you doesn't mean less rights for me is not a pie. Right. Mm -hmm. And 
a lot of people feel like that. Like they feel like if I'm giving something, that means you're taking something. And the sad part is you're not giving something, you're making room for something. Right. Me being able to sit at the table didn't mean you lost a seat. Mm -hmm. And we're not willing to do that. And the thing is, it happens on so many spectrums, not even in a race spectrum. It happens even with gender. There are several men that can open up more doors for women. And even though the black woman has been the most progressive demo demographic now for the last 18 years, now it's an opportunity for women, black women more particular, to open up doors for those who don't. But guess what the black women are doing? They open the door for more black women. Why? Because they were in an oppressed state for so long and doors mm -hmm. for them. So you do see an empowerment. And I get some people say, well, it ain't all. Yeah, it ain't never all. But for the most part, it's undeniable that black women have been the most progressive demographic for the last 18 years. And it's a beautiful thing. And now for those who are looking for diversity, they're like, oh, black and a woman. Check mm -hmm. that box. Mm -hmm. Now, where the opportunities come is when we get these opportunities, what are we doing with them? Yep. And that's everybody across the board. Mm -hmm. um, Victor, what I do love, you use your platform to laugh, but you do use your platform to address certain things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you address them. And Sage Queen, I've seen you do that. I do wish that there were more influences or people that influence change would use their platforms to impact positive mm -hmm. change. Mm -hmm. Because that's a luxury and that's a privilege that a lot of people don't have, especially me on TikTok. I don't have it. My little 66 people. <laughs> you got to take a class with Sage. She'll teach you to trade. I'm trying. I'm trying to help. I'm trying to help. She out. did. I'm in work study. And it's still that's <laughs> So can we, can we go back a little bit? Because I want to hear how, how did they respond. Was there any response or a follow-up, uh, Icona? Oh, with your, as with far your as meeting? the principal. Yeah. Yeah. So this time, because I, I spent, you know, we spent some time talking. Thankfully, it seems like it got through. You know, they said he he told me that uh, they they have a uh, he would like to start with educating his staff first, mm. and I was like, that makes sense. They're yeah. the ones that are educating the kids. We let's yeah. start there. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'm hoping to hear back. So, I mean, this just happened two days ago, two days ago. Yeah. We just had that conversation two days ago. And, um, and yeah, I, I mean, I'm looking forward to, you know, hopefully hearing back and, and seeing how we can, we can better educate the staff that they got so they can stop, you know, playing Christmas songs to, to people that don't celebrate Christmas for 30 days straight. Like mm -hmm. that's not, that's not okay. And props to you, man, for taking that initiative and going and starting that conversation and not just letting it ride. Just hearing your story reminds me of growing up. There was a, a, a gentleman in our class. I say gentleman, but there was a young man in our class when I was little and um, he was a Jehovah's Witness. Mm -hmm. And so whenever we had birthday parties or Christmas things, they would take him and put him in another room by himself. Do you know how horrible he had to have felt? He never said a word, but gosh, I think about that. And you brought that up and it, it just hurts my heart. You know, it, it, no one ever addressed that, never said anything about that. And I mean, that's, it just, it never sat right with me. It wasn't right. Um, so I'm glad you did that. Props to you for doing that and props to the principal for, for at least acknowledging that and taking a step, not just right. stay on it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, don't worry. I got, I got that man on lock. And when you follow up with them, bro, let them know they already have an equity committee. So what are they doing? Mm. They already that's, have that's the, that's the committee he was talking about. So he wants to, you know, he wants to start kind of from there. But. Yeah. That's been there since, um, Leilani was a kindergarten. I just want you to know that. So you can ask them, follow up, like, well, what are y'all doing? Because y'all been around for a long time. And the principal before that did make a lot of ground. Yeah, so yeah. We, I'm, I'm curious to see, you know, that'd be, you know, that'd be your gun. Be like, well, it's been around for a while. What, what are we doing? Their staff needs a love as a parable workshop. That's what they need. Yeah. He's educating them because, you know, you're finding a lot of instances, um, 
people have these groups set up or or know that they need to have certain things going on, but they don't realize how what exactly they need to do. My friend, that's what Leslie does. She she goes she goes in and creating an atmosphere where she can teach people. This is what you should be doing as an equity or diverse committee. These are the type of activities that you should be doing. These are the people that you should be bringing to the table, not sitting them in the back and just trying to say, okay, great. We check the box. They're here. Right. These are the plans and uh, uh, implementations that you need to do. And so a lot of you will find a lot of people, they, they have all these committees and folk within their uh, uh, groups or organizations, communities, congregations, but they just don't know how to go by it. And so they need some, they, yeah. they need some of us to reach out. No, I, I would say a lot of them, what they're using in the DEI space too, they're using things like that to cover mm -hmm. up them being lazy for not doing work. So they'll come and say, we need to do the research. We need to do these things. We need to do that. Well, you've been doing these things for the last 11 years. How many more years you need to do this? I got you. So, so and, and, and what I have noticed even more, when people feel like they can get over, they will take whatever um, place they go to get over. Like, for instance, when I go to school, they still assume that I'm because I'm a man, I know nothing about what's going on with my daughters. Mm -hmm. They do. And when my and then when my um, then wife would come up there, they'll sing like canaries. Woo, what you say? Oh, that burns my gears, man. I, got, <laughs> I, I feel you right there. So I, I, every year I have to have a conversation and it always start out the same way. Let me tell you what we're not going to do. You know what I'm saying? We're yes. not going to do this. We're not going to do that because misandrianism is a real thing. And the sad part is they don't even know what it means. And I have to let them know misandrianism is a, is a real thing. <laughs> And you're out there doing things because you you assuming that men know absolutely nothing about their about their children and they're with them every single day. Yes. Yeah. They just assume. I get that that's a stereotype, but don't assume that mess with me because you're going to come up sadly mistaken and I'm going to ride you. Yeah. And what they tend to do, um, not only with our Muslim um, community, they do the same thing with our Hispanic community. They'll yes. pull up. Oh, we're talking, we're meeting, we're in dialogue about it. Well, I need you to be in action about it. And mm -hmm. I kind of know when, if he won't say it, I say it. <laughs> what? Like if they be talking about we're in communication, well, you've been in communication for 11 years. You need to go ahead and get started. Yeah. <laughs> because they keep damaging. And in our particular area, the Muslim community is growing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can't afford to be taking that last of days go. Um, approach to it and then telling people that you're in education. What do you what do you mean you're educating people? What have y'all been having these meetings for? What are the company what are these taxes going to? Stuff like that bothers me because that's what they do. And they teach you from a um an executive standpoint, these are the responses you give to DSA the situation. Yeah. Yeah they, they teach you all of that. Your 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 thought your they'll be like your thoughts are heard. We apologize that you had this encounter. We are working on ways to develop a more inclusive approach. Mm. Go sit down. <laughs> Tara said, equity committee made the checklist. If no one is complaining, it's all good. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Say anything. So I will say this. I will add this from a corporate standpoint, because I work in corporate America, right? So it, it, where I work at, so they have these committees. One of the thing, and they've had these committees for a long time, but it wasn't until recently that we started seeing some movement. The reason that is, is because now the majority of those committees are people of color. Mm -hmm. So we're like, okay, as long as we have the ability to do these things, we're going to do it. And you're not, you know, whereas before it was just a checkbox for them because it was a majority, mm -hmm. majority white you know, mm -hmm. that were part of these committees and, and there's no, uh, uh, real, I guess, reward for them to, to do that. Like what's, you know, they're good. So there's no motivation behind it. Whereas people of color, people of different ethnicities and faiths and stuff like that, we have, we have to do it. We don't have, you know, mm -hmm. like to us, yeah. it's a must, like, I'm not trying to, you know, be secondhand employee just because of, 
my skin color or my hair or my religion or anything like that. So I'm gonna fight for it. So I think that's that's another aspect of it is in certain circumstances, the reason why we don't see movement in those committees is because the people in those committees are not invested in making that change. Well, and also the other part is they will they will corral. Um, even they did it with the town that we in. They're getting a little black commissioner to get all the black people together and form a committee. And it really becomes a little black um, block party. But the ones who need to hear it never are part of it. Mm -hmm. And then what I don't like, what they do in corporate America, too, is that they'll get these little um, black, brown, and sometimes orange people together, a little bit of yellow. They'll get them together. They're not paying them extra, but they still want them to do their job and do the committee and do the research and help them understand, and they don't even come to the meetings. Yep. Mm -hmm. Committees are headed by, you know, uh, the, um, the white people. And, um, yeah, that's one of the things that... Uh, is happening or has happened at the place where I work. We have a whole DI department and everything now, but it's the same kind of sprinkling headed by the same people. And it looks just like the management structure in the actual corporation. A little bit of sprinkling here, a little bit of sprinkling there, but everything's still pretty much the same. A little sprinkle, sprinkle. Yeah. Well, y'all, we done made it. That was short. It was. Wow. But I had fun. Well, you said Do another one. Do another one. Well, this time for positive brother shout out because we got we got Connie all the way in Atlanta and she got a lead to go get her daughters. Oh, yep. So positive brother shout out Connie and Victor. This is an opportunity for us um, all to come together to shout out those men who are making positive impacts in our community that normally don't get recognized. Mm -hmm. So we'll start with you, Connie, since you're going to have to leave. Who you want to? Um, who are some positive brother shout outs you want to give? Um. I want to give a shout out to Darren West. He's a, a private chef in okay. Augusta, and he's the best. I don't like it. That's all I can say about him. He's the best. He's a good chef. He's been doing it for about 20 years now, and he travels all over the world making food. And sometimes he has me come with him, and I help him out, and, and we work together. But, yeah, Darren. Shout out, Darren. Good job. Shout out, Darren, for sure. Mm -hmm. Okay, Victor, he's thinking hard over there. I, <laughs> I don't have like all forty thousand of my TikTok. No. <laughs> I give you a cheat code, Victor. You don't have to do a specific person. You could do a you could do a group of men that you know. Thank you, iconic. All right, because I had something in mind. I I just wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna say it because. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, Jay uh, said something just a little a little bit ago in reference to um, going to school and being assumed that you know nothing about your daughter. So I would like to shout out to shout out to those men, those fathers, those brothers who are active and participating in the lives of their children they help them with their homework. They are aware of where they need to be. They are aware of their classes. They are going to the meetings. They're talking to the teachers. And um, even though you show up at the school and the teachers still look at the mom or, or the, the sister or whoever, the, the female counterpart to for direction and for answers, shout out to you brothers who are mm -hmm. active and going and participating and correcting that action. Mm -hmm. Victor Vermeer. Yeah. <laughs> he stole my. I was literally going to say that exact thing today. I've been See thinking about it all day. See what you try to shake people's brother in power? <laughs> you got to let it organically happen. Look what done happened. Be up for mayor. So who you got, Iconic? Um... I've been thinking about balance in life a lot. So, uh, and, and, and having good brothers around you truly creates a balance for you. So I want to give a shout out to, to the brothers who are a balance to other brothers mm. that, that truly allow them the, the space, like we were talking about to maybe talk with each other, vent, but, but also just be a, a, a light, that balances out the darkness in other brothers. 
That's so good. I, I I really want to give a shout out to y'all. That's a good one. Mm. That's good. I'm glad you gotta go after him, man. I I he took the my normal spiel. Um, great. <laughs> no, nah, I got Well, um, man. I'm definitely gonna shout out my brother Jay just because, you know, in in light of it being the anniversary of our first graduating love advocate class, I was in like seven classes, so I graduated like seven times. But no, nah, man, like, oh, shout out Jay, man, just because if you haven't had the pleasure of taking the course, man, you guys need to, man, Jay, like this curriculum is probably the first ever curriculum that I've seen that is. Like it's a self-evolving or continuously, there we go, continuously evolving, continuously evolving curriculum. Man, it's there's <laughs> there's nothing like it, man. I'm telling you. And you know, you know, not, just just ignore him, just ignore him. But no, nah, for real, man. But <laughs> if you haven't taken the course, you need to. Like this stuff is, man, it's powerful, man. It's powerful. <laughs> it works. <laughs> Yeah, it's powerful, man. <laughs> so shout out my brother Jay, man, for real, man. Just because, man, like taking the course so many times, I find out new stuff by myself each and every time. So I just want to definitely shout him out, man. But also, I'm just and I just want to shout the people, the brothers who have supported us, man, and really have helped us connect with other brothers and really just help us do the work that we want to do, man. Shout out to y'all. I mean, I don't think that our supporters. We tell them thank for their, thanks for their support and everything, but, man, we have some truly amazing brothers that support us just because they believe in what we're doing and they really just function with us and really just like us as people, you know? like So I want to shout out the people, the brothers who support us and who are just genuine good people and good brothers. Shout out to y'all. That's it. That was a good one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I agree with everything. I think my shout out this time would be definitely to you brother thank you i thank you for being somebody i can easily talk to um and even sometimes when you don't get it you'll play along like you get it You're like, mm -hmm. I, I appreciate that because that's funny that you know that that gets straight as hell know it I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, but I appreciate it. Because you just don't know how to help relieve stress. <laughs> I might get a text later like, what you meant by it? But you know what? In the moment, you committed, and I appreciate that. Um, I really do appreciate Sean, man. Um, Sean has been kind of, you know, Sean came out of nowhere, and Sean is like an amazing friend to me in that regard. And um, I want to definitely give a shout out to all the men who are dealing with some type of um, disability that people don't recognize. It's not easily recognized and kind of going back to what Victor said, who feeling like you're going through it alone. I want you to know that you're heard, you appreciate it, you are accepted. And what's most important, if you don't feel that you have a place to go or anybody to talk to, we, you can come here to Love is a Parable. You can go to loveisaparable.com, um, best slash brother empowerment, and you can connect with a brother, or you can just hit contact and talk to somebody. Somebody will get in contact with you, and we do believe in developing lasting relationships. Um, it's hard, and we'll be 100% transparent. You might call, and it might be me. And I'm going to tell you, we, I'm going through together. We're going to cry on this phone together. <laughs> But what's most important is you're not alone. Um, and I want you to know that. And if you are connected to a brother who is going through and you just need somebody to talk to or just somebody to be there, reach out. Mm -hmm. Let us figure out a way that we can help. We got several ways that we can support, and we definitely want to be there. You know what I mean? Um, and so thanks to all the brothers, um, the brother empowerment crew, the committee, mm -hmm. everybody who's trying. Yep. Because we all yet holding on yeah. in this moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, and iconic bond agreed to go phone boofing with me. Where you gonna find a phone booth? I rebuke you. I know. <laughs> 
been seeing all of your posts, and I'm like, there are no phone booths except for on the movies with Superman. No, 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 no. <laughs> one of my sorors found one in Winston Salem. Wow. In old, it's probably around old Salem though. They use that thing as a sit stop for a bus. I don't need your negativity, Victor. I don't need that. Positive vibes only. So me and my brother are going to go phone boothing. That's a bus stop. Phone boothing. She missing. Phone boothing. Phone boothing. <laughs> but no, Just hanging up. He he getting ready for that hang up. That's that old school hang up right there. I'm done. <laughs> but no, all jokes aside, who's ever watching, if you feel like um, there's no one else in this world that loves you and care about you, you just met five people that do. Um, make sure that you connect with us. We'll be back for another powerful brother empowerment um, next week. Same time on all platforms. So if you on Twitter and you watching, thank you. If you on LinkedIn and you watching, thank you. If you on YouTube and you watching, thank you. If you on the books of face. Thank you for watching. Um, Victor and Connie, stay on for a minute. Everybody else. I kind of go to bed. <laughs> she said, I kind of go to bed. No, I said, I kind of go to bed. <laughs> oh, we slipping petty at the last minute. Everybody else, we'll see y'all. Because as they raising your spirits, you start embracing your fearless. You can't deny that you're clearing all the demons from your heart. Wishing it from the start to any brother that want to step in and be a part. Because it's easier to do it together than be a part. Hope to be the beacons of light that can shine in the dark. Ah.